this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of generosity. What does generosity look like? This conversation was originally recorded in January of 2023. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Join this conversation. So here's what I want to talk about today, uh, because it's been it's been on my mind really for a week now. Uh, last Saturday, I, w- I went to a funeral uh, of a gentleman that I've known for probably 15 years now and who became a friend and who 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 got ill and uh, was is an older gentleman and passed away. So he was a faith walker. Uh, even though, I mean, when he died, I think he was 84. So he he was a faith walker I know at 78 because I remember him sharing that story. And uh, and he also gave to faith walking. And the funeral was at New Life Christian Reform Church, which is uh, here in Spring, Texas, which is near me uh, and is one of our what we call faith walking circles. And I preached at the church a number of times, and that's how I became acquainted with the uh, with this gentleman, how we met, and how uh, I met. So I got to see a lot of faith walkers in person last week also because of, of being there. In, in his eulogy, one of the gentlemen that, that spoke at his eulogy is uh, – and, and by the way, the man's name is Jerry Wilmont, who passed away. And uh, – Another faith walker was gave part of the eulogy, and his name is Randy Wister. And and Randy, as he was talking about Jerry, uh, this just really stood out for me. He he talked about the fact that Jerry is the one that taught him how to be generous in life. Uh, Randy. I don't know if he owned his own business, but I think he did. If he didn't own it, he was the president of of a, of a, a construction company, I believe. Uh, if I if I'm getting my stories right, and it was just, and then he told he he kind of talked how about how Jerry had had mentored him into generosity, and it really impacted me because Jerry really impacted me and Jerry really impacted me because he's one of the most generous people I've ever met. Okay. So, so don't, I don't want you to hear any guilt in anything I'm saying. I'm not here asking for money. I'm, I'm here to talk about the fact that I want to learn from Jerry to be more generous also. And Randy talked about how Jerry kind of took him under his wing and just taught him as a as an adult. And Randy's about my age, so uh, uh, taught him how to be how to be generous. And Jerry impacted my life because he was generous with me. So probably ten years ago, after you know I had preached at, at their church a couple of times, I was pastoring 
while also doing faith walking. I was pastoring a little small congregation up here in Tomball that met in a live music venue, and it was really out of the box, and it was there were only about 20 people. And one Sunday, Jerry showed up at our place. And I'm thinking, what in the world is Jerry doing here? So, so here are all the descriptors I'm giving. Out of the box, postmoderny, focused mainly on young adults, focused mainly on young adults who were, were going through a faith crisis in their life, weren't sure what they believed, not sure if they wanted to be in church, full of questions. Our church was built for people full of questions, all right? Well, Jerry is a 70-something-year-old Christian Reformed person who, who, uh, who let it, who, if you, when you met him, would, would really be clear, I'm, I'm Reformed in my theology. I mean, if, if, I mean, for you that know what that means, I mean, and, and he starts coming to this weird little church. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine it. And, and he started attending regularly. And then he started giving to our church. And by giving, I'm, I'm talking about, he started giving at a level that was probably a third of our budget, which would, would just blew me away. I mean, because we're, you know, so by the way, young adults who are struggling in their faith, not knowing what they believe, they don't give a whole lot of money to the church. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of resources. I, you know, I had a couple of couples that were, that were, came with me and were strong and, you know, Becky and I were, were giving, but we, we just didn't, didn't have a lot of re resources. And for probably a couple of years, I mean, Jerry's giving basically kept us afloat and kept us alive. And one day I asked him, I said, Jerry, you, you're coming to our church and, and, and I don't know why. And, and you're giving amazing money away to our church. And I don't know why. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but, uh, but he said something to the effect that, Ken, uh, I believe in you. And I believe that what you're doing here, God is in, engaged in, and I want to be a part of it. That blew me away. I mean, here's a guy in his late 70s who, who wanted to do that. Well, along the way, uh, we closed the church down after about 15 years, and uh, it just had run its course. Uh, wasn't anything wrong, nothing bad. It just had done what it, wa what it was supposed to do. and um, and then, and then Jerry started giving to faith walking at, at the same level. And, and he said, and then he, then he did faith walking. And I told you a moment ago, and at 78, he talked about uh, this journey and, and what a struggle it was because his memory wasn't good. And how do you go back to your first formation when your memory's not good and all those things. And, and then he got ill and he, and he didn't, and he quit giving for probably five years. Uh, and, um, and so he impacted my life pretty dramatically. And so I guess in a way I'm giving a eulogy today in honor of, of, of Jerry Wilmot. And I'm, and I'm giving a eulogy that he impacted me because he was generous, not with his money, but with himself.
And I think sometimes we think generosity is only about money. Um, I mean, him coming was a huge encouragement. Uh, him, just the things he said about, wow, I believe in you and I believe in what you're doing and I believe God's in this. I mean, just saying that when, when you're wondering, okay, is God in this? And is this, is God here? And what are we doing? And we're not having great success. He was generous in that. And then when I heard Randy say, and it was Jerry who taught me how to be generous, I want to, I want to pass on that legacy of generosity. Um, I think I'm fairly generous, but I still think I have a lot to learn. So I want to say all of that. And then here's where I want to say related to faith walking. And in faith walking, we talk about the impact of our first formation. So my first formation shaped me in some ways around money and generosity. All of our first formations do. Okay. And and as I study, uh, you know, we have our family of origin class. And as I study my own family of origin, my people were in the United States in the mid-1700s. And nobody's ever been good with money. I mean, that's 200 years. <laughs> You'd think by now somebody would figure it out. But nobody's been good with money. And so I began to think about what did I learn in my first formation about money and what do I what what do I and what do I yet need to learn? And what I learned were some really good things. I, I learned that uh, well, let me start with a bad thing. I learned scarcity in my first formation. That there's never enough money. Mm -hmm. And and for the most part, there wasn't, you know. Uh, and then I learned that when you don't have what you need, you go borrow the money. And in order to borrow money, you've got to have good credit. And in order to get good credit, you've got to pay your debts. And, and, and so it was the idea you give your word, and no matter how hard it is, you, you pay your debts. Uh, you know, defaulting on a loan just never was in the equation. And those are really, really good things. Unfortunately, that's all my, that's all my parents knew about money themselves. They didn't really know about, okay, how do you manage money and, and how do you gain money? And, and so in my first formation, I learned some really good things, but, but, but here's the impact. So as an adult, I ended up with a load of debt because when you don't have it, what do you do? You go borrow it. Well, now it's so convenient. Uh, you got a credit card. Oh, oh, we'll just go buy it and you pay it off later. And, and so Later in life, what I have learned is also that, oh my gosh, debt is enslaves us. It just enslaves us. And, and I can say today, I, I fought my way out of all that debt. We, we battled our way out of it and we got out of debt. Uh, I'm not a radical about it. We still have a car note and we have 32 months on a house note, but only 32 months on a house note. And even as I say that, I, I'm saying that in honor of, of Jerry and in the spirit of generosity. One of the best pieces of advice I've learned along the way is get out of debt. And, and it's almost too late, but I'm finally learning now 
how to how to manage my own money a little better. And so the scripture talks a lot about managing money and stewardship, and the scripture talks about a lot about generosity. Uh, I didn't find a perfect text for today. I looked at a number of them, you know. Uh, Luke 6:38, give and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Luke 12, uh, where be on guard against greed, all of those things. So we could go there. But I, when I think about generosity, I think about my possessions, but I also think about my time and my talent. Am I generous with my with the things I have, with the money I have, and am I generous with my time? And am I generous with my talent? Uh, am I generous? Am I just generous as a lifestyle? Because for me, that's the spirit of Jesus. It's living a life where where we're we are giving of who we who we are. And and I know all of you here, I, I know some of your I know y'all are generous. Um and I want us, I want faith walking to help people to live into generosity because I believe generosity is one of the ways of Jesus. And I want to learn better from multiple mentors. Uh, but the mentor I'm thinking about today is Jerry Wilmont on how to just invest in people and be generous. And I think I'll stop there because that's all I got to say. So what's that stir up in you or for you? Anything? I'll share. Um, it When I think of generosity, I think of my little grandma who was on my mom's side, my maternal grandmother. And she, they, my mother was raised and they had no money and lived very frugally. Um, but they also, they lived in a time, it was near refineries. It was in Illinois, just east of St. Louis. And um, there was a railroad track at the end of their road. And during those days, like I say those days, back probably in depression area, era, and stuff, they would have hobos that would come through the town. And there would be hobos that would come to the back door to knock on the door for food. And my little grandma always, she had a big garden, but she always gave them food. Mm. And I always knew growing up that she didn't have much financially, mm -hmm. but she, she would give, she would give the shirt off of her back. Mm -hmm. And so it just, taught me and then my dad's family was kind of like the opposite um they made good business decisions they made mm. good money and they held on to every bit of it mm. you know they may have given to their baptist church that they helped found but yeah it's their money and you don't mess with it yeah so it's my little grandma that didn't have financially the resources but she was the giver Mm. And that just impacted me a lot when my little grandma passed away I was in my twenties and my mom gave my brother and myself a hundred dollars from, I mean, they didn't have much, but my grandparents, when they liquidated their stuff um, and she wanted us to buy something materially to remember her by. Mm. And all I could do is I went and I bought a hundred dollars of groceries to give to Nam at the time, which is a ministry, mm -hmm. because that's what represented to me, my little grandma. Mm -hmm. 
And my mom wasn't very happy with me. <laughs> she wanted me to buy something material that I could look at and remember. And I was like, that's not how I remember my grandma. Mm -hmm. and, um, so she was the best example of giving. Yeah. To me. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Trish. I think of that scarcity mentality. I too was raised, um, well, I lived in El Paso with my grandmother and my tiny little great-grandmother in a very poverty-stricken area right right next to the border in El Paso. And you're, I remember people coming behind that back door and knocking and eating something, moms with babies. And and yeah, they were poor. I mean, poor. And But my grandmother was the same. She would give and she always taught me to give. When we were out taking a bus in the city and she saw somebody without nothing, she'd take, even if it was just pennies, I'd see her take out of her coin purse and give. There, there was never a question about that. And then as I was able to live with my, my mom and, and her new husband at the time, um, he was very materialistic. My money, my stuff. And it was all about having the best of everything. And growing up in that, it didn't teach me to love money more. It actually made me want to get away from the materialism of it. I resented it because there wasn't a lot of happiness. There was people always working always arguing. And I had to pick up the slack for those that were working to take care of the siblings. And so I didn't care if I lived in a tent on the street at that point. And mm -hmm. so and my, my, my spouse has also grown up with a very scarcity, you know, mentality of money. And, mm -hmm. and so he, he, he works six days a week and he really doesn't need to. <laughs> and so yeah. I've been begging him to rest, you know, just take some time off. But right. it's just, yeah. I, I know at a, at a time I did too, because of, you know, being, I've been homeless, you know, when I, when I was, when I was uh, divorced and I was trying to raise, I've slept in cars. I've, I've been there. I've been on the street. I know what it's like. And sometimes in the back of my head, I get scared too. I, mm -hmm. I think about that. So sure. I, I've become over cautious with the finances sure. as well. I, I'm, I'm very generous, but like mm -hmm. I'm, I catch myself hoarding, storing, moving, mm -hmm. saving, you know, oh, this is the emergency fund over here. I'm always mm -hmm. prepared. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. I'd rather, mm -hmm. you know, just be like, you know, I'm not going to worry about it, but I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we all do, Brenda, because it's a reality. And, and what I find in scripture is, so I try to find, so where's the balance between being good stewards of what we've been given? and being generous because to me, there's gotta be a balance somewhere because if I give everything I have away, I mean, which is really what the scripture says, but I don't have enough faith to do it because I'm afraid God isn't going to show up and, and provide. So, but okay, Lord, you, you've given me some resources and I need to be a good steward of these resources and I need to be careful with them. And you've called me to be generous. And and it's both and, not either or, I think. I, I believe, I strongly believe this, and I know I've read it in scripture. You must take care of your family. You must take care of your family. That is a duty. That right. is that is the first thing. And see, I used to be mm -hmm. the one, oh, give despite what our family needs. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, what, God, why is this happening? But, you know, mm -hmm. understanding that now. But I believe that you can be very generous and trust God at the same time, but just be wise about where you're being generous. 
you know, mm-hmm. what, what is the Holy Spirit call? You're not there to fix everybody's issue or donate to every cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am very um, selective mm-hmm. on where, where the body's going to go. And, and like, think, go ahead. I think uh, we teach something like that in faith walking in module six. Oh, cool. Discern where God's at work and join God and what God's up to and only do what God invites us to partner with God in. I think that's including generosity. Don, what are you thinking about? I was just kind of listening and, and I, uh, um, you're saying, you know, giving and different things. Like I actually like kind of jokingly when we're talking about money and different situations, like when you go to the grocery store and like, would you like to donate a dollar just so like, I just automatically say no, mm-hmm. because I just hate the, 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 I feel like I'm being manipulated into something and I haven't given time and consideration to, is this what, God, you know, and maybe overthinking it, maybe I should just give the dollar and, and move on. But it's like, I really want, is God leading me into this in a way that is fruitful? Um, mm-hmm. um, it is always, it is always hard for me. Uh, I, 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 if, if I didn't have kids, I would probably be like in a, a hut somewhere and disconnected <laughs> from like all things but um uh it, it is it is uh i i get i get you know our our political persuasions and things that are out there i get kind of thrown into groups that i'm not associated with at all uh because of my just you know jesus is a lot of things about things <laughs> and uh he does material material things and financial things and um you know the early church uh you could be we, we we would probably all be chastised um for for living a life of of too much luxury um two thousand years ago you know i don't know everyone's situation in here but I, I i know i would they would say sean what's going on why why are you why are you doing that um mm-hmm. you know we, we 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 need a little more to feed the poor down here we need a little more to take care of the orphan um and uh and, and that's just a hard place you know i don't know what that looks like and, um, i hear you and i wrestle with it and, i hear you sean as you were as you were talking about that as i was uh studying the word give and generous y'all know i love words uh one of the definitions for for giving is is a uh an iteration of the word koinonia which means fellowship and and that word translated most literally means sharing. So share, share with others. And and to me, that is in the spirit of, of who Jesus is. And I'm I'm with you. One of the reasons for faith walking is that we we talk about the fact that we're going to align our lives with all of the teachings of Jesus including those that say, hey, guess what? I want you to share with those that are poor. And, and that's part of the Christian message. And, and when we highlight that, we, uh, I get called political and get labeled political things. And to me, I, I, I was encouraged by an author that I like who said, well, yeah, it's political because Jesus was political. He was, but his politic went went against all the political uh, groups that that we have today. 
and and he was, and it is political because it's about people. Um, but mostly it's, am I willing to align my life with all of the teachings of Jesus and not just some of them? Um, and Jesus really does say a lot about it. Go read Luke 12 this week. Read Luke 12. See what it says. It'll stir you up. Now I'm ranting and preaching, so let me shut up. I do think sometimes we get stuck on generosity being only about money. And I don't think it is. I think I think generosity is a way of life, of giving ourselves, of giving who we are, of, of giving our blessing, of giving our encouragement, of of saying to some radical something over here, you know what? I just sense that God is here and I just want to encourage you. And to me, that's generosity and being generous with our time, being generous with our talent, uh, all of the above. Yeah, Judith. I'm trying to learn um, some generosity of presence. Um, a, a few months ago, I started visiting at one of the assisted living places here in Hillsdale. Mm. Um, we had put out a, a request for um, churches to come and and do what they could. Um, and I know one of the one of the evangelical churches in town responded, and I think they're still doing a service on Saturdays. But I contacted the volunteer coordinator and asked if if there was anything I could do to serve. And and she said, yeah, she had some residents there that she would love to have a chaplain of sorts come to visit. Um, and so I've been doing that every week. And I'll tell you, it's hard. It's one of the hardest things. It's easy to give money. Um, I don't yeah. have to be really involved. Um, and and I, I buy things for the, there's a group in town doing meals for the homeless on Saturdays. Um, I'm trying to change homeless to unhoused. I, I like the term better, but anyway, mm -hmm. to the unhoused mm -hmm. on Saturdays. And um, that's that's simple. I can I can go to the store, and if they need last week, they needed salsa, so I could buy the salsa and just you know present that. Going and visiting these individuals, um, I'm still trying to figure out who I am and how I'm to be there with them because mm -hmm. one of them doesn't have much of a memory. Um, at least we can have a conversation, but it's very repetitive and it's hard to come up with new things. Um, and I think I've talked about him a little bit in the past. Um, he he's, wants to invite me to his room all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm not that generous. Um, <laughs> I love that. Not that generous. That is hilarious. I it's, love it. Well, it's very sweet when he said to me one day, I really miss sleeping next to a woman. And I thought, oh, I can understand that. And then he said, could you come to my room? And I thought, no, we're not going there. Um, but um, but there, there's another individual there who really can't communicate very well. And yeah. just to be present, I'm, I'm working at trying to see that it's my presence, it's my giving of time that's important. Mm. It doesn't matter that I don't have anything to say, that we can't have a conversation. I'm there. Right. Mm hmm and that's that's tough, but that um, I'm learning. Yeah, that's awesome, Judith. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank yeah. you.
Mm-hmm. We we do something very similar with a with a facility near us, and uh, it's it's for folks who who also have some kind of disability, and and uh, and yeah, it would be so much easier to hire something and pay for something, and mm-hmm. we have a team and we go in there, and it's been kind of neat we haven't quite quite as exciting stories as yours judith but, uh, uh, i'm glad yeah oh but i've been in different spaces where yeah that comes that you know um comes up but uh it's so interesting after every meeting like i'll meet with people and i go man that was really like awkward wasn't it you know we have people who are nonverbal, and they kind of give me this oh well it was fine and i'm like well it was really awkward for me it was yeah. really like stretching for me and because and mm-hmm. they're maybe not being completely honest about the right because super high anxiety space i mean mm-hmm. yep. it's just rant i mean i had a lady just walk up to me in the middle of the thing and just it just it gets weird because you just have all kinds of and sure. um it is harder it would be nicer yeah. to just give some money and not stretch in that way um but it's been good for our little community the folks that go um yeah always leave encouraged and stretched and uh they didn't you know generosity is more than just uh finances so yeah absolutely absolutely good good reminders and lessons sean what you just said just reminded me where i thought i wasn't challenged but i guess i am really challenged i told you i've been homeless before i know all about that well when i was working in the domestic shelters especially star hope which i'm still actually a volunteer there it's hard walking into those places and being in the facilities or even using the bathrooms in those places Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't smell good it doesn't feel good there's so much sadness overwhelming discouragement and I, I guess I don't, the only thing that pushed me to go to continue is that like what Judah said, that presence, you may not like this. This ain't about you. You, you are bringing something to them as well as learning sometimes from them, even if they don't have a clear head or, I mean, I find that in the nursing home too, <laughs> nursing mm-hmm. facilities. I, I actually almost got to a point where I may not go visit this person as often because they don't remember me anyway. But then I found they were actually missing me and telling others that they were missing me. And I was like, wow, you know, I, it's mm-hmm. hard. That is a sacrifice. It really is. It is. And, and I'm reminded of Matthew 25. When you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Yeah. It's somehow Jesus is in that. Just reminded me of, as, as you were talking, Brenda, there's a, a, it, it might be a touch sacrilegious or not using the scripture perfectly, but I think you guys could get over it in this group. Um, but just the text of for God so loved the world he gave mm-hmm. and just, you know, there's more and mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. stopping right there for God. And I just, mm-hmm. I've had seasons where I've had to pray that prayer or just re remind it for God. So get loved the world. He gave, there was a mm-hmm. sacrifice. There was a giving of himself. Um, mm-hmm. And, and to remind myself, am I loving? Am I loving the world? And am mm-hmm. I willing to give whatever it is I have? Right. And uh, well, yeah, we haven't been financially blessed in, in our standard, um, but there's always something to give. And uh, so for God so loved the world, he gave. I love that, Sean. Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be stuck in here forever. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that right there. I never 
really thought of that verse in that that way. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, mm-hmm. my doors are always open to feed somebody. I'm never without food. <laughs> I've been blessed in that area, really. You know, somebody I'm, somebody calls and needs money, or I'm I, don't, I get money to give you right now, but I have food. You know, and and just always buying extra just in case somebody needs something, and monetarily wise that's that's another way and maybe and maybe what they really need is is someone to eat with yes yes come on, come on over let's say yes. let's talk mm. yes. coffee's on yes so. no that. i'd rather just leave a little dish on the on the doorstep <laughs> you know let you eat alone mm. do you know i've actually been in restaurants on my well like my birthday's next weekend usually it's on a weekday and so i end up taking myself out to lunch often by myself and but i'll find somebody in there by themselves <laughs> and go up and speak with them or invite them over to my table and i've met so many wonderful people that way it's just i mean lifelong friends that way i mean maybe we don't see each other all the time but we stay in connection with each other <laughs> I'm not sure that would be a gift for me, Brenda. I know, because I'll be talking your ear off. But, but no, I don't mean I don't mean you personally. Oh. I mean I mean for some random person to walk up to me when I'm eating alone and say, Hey, I'm I'm Brenda. Can I sit down and talk with you? <laughs> I, I've never been turned down. Like or somebody go, Ooh, please, no, go away. So. Good for you. <laughs> Well, working in the public a long time, I don't have fear of public, so. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you, Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.